chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. Who don't like that? Mic drop. Welcome to another edition of Faith, Family, Fantasy Football. We're blessed to have you with us. It's been a crazy day today. Mrs. Holy Handicapper had corrective surgery on her sinuses and, and had to leave work early. And things are uh, things are a little hectic around here. But uh, this is the final weekend uh, before draft started, basically finally final draft weekend. So I wanted to give you a little um, update. So our lineup for today will be a short lifeline. And then we'll have the Holy Handicapper draft weekend updates. It was a great thing last weekend. We had some participation, uh, and we are able to move on from our trivia and our question we had floated out there. So if you would, please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Snapchat, and that will be at Holy Handicapper, H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R. And for those not involved in social media, you can call and leave a message at 770-744-4075. And you can text me at that same number. And my email address is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. I'll be looking forward to posting podcast questions somewhere on the website soon. Uh, That's faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. So let's get started with our lifeline. Our lifeline for today comes out of the book of Psalm, the 144th chapter, the 15th verse, part B of that verse. And that verse reads, How blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Well, that verse states, Blessed or happy are the people. A lot of folks look at that verse and they say, um, the people, he's talking about the children of Israel, uh, and that's not necessarily the case. This is a psalm of David, and David, yes, was a was a, a one of the Israelites, the child of Israel. But he um, also represents a person. And David often went into in the Psalms went into deep um, debate and 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 deep introspection and meditation on his personal relationship with God. So when I look at that, also I look at that, it could also say how blessed is the person whose God is the Lord. And if you look at it that way, it gives you a whole other connotation. It gives you a sense of personal responsibility. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, uh, well, you know, if you're a Christian, things are always going to be good. That's not the case if you're a child of God. That's not always the case. There's a lot of bad times. Like I had mentioned, uh, Mrs. Holy Handicapper had her sinuses operated on. Uh, a corrective surgery today. I would appreciate your prayers for her. And um, she's been suffering for three months now with different infections and, and abscesses. And it's just been a, it's been a nightmare. And uh, she loves the Lord and, and follows him and, and has a close personal relationship with him. And she has been suffering a lot lately. Um, <clears throat> she had another surgery seven eight years ago that was just went really bad and uh she is still to this day suffering the consequences of that so things don't always go good 
uh, there is bad times. There is a lot of good times. I'm not going to say there isn't, but there's a lot of good times. There's a lot of bad times. But uh, so that so that blessed uh, blessed is the person or blessed are the people doesn't mean just happy. That some translations have it happy. I don't like happy because happy is a feeling. Um, so blessing is something that's bestowed upon you. So uh, anyhow, uh, move, moving on to the, a little bit further into that verse, uh, whose God is the Lord. Just question, who is your God? I know who mine is, but who is your God? We, you know, if, if you don't have an answer and you say, I, I, I don't have one, maybe you're an atheist, maybe uh, you're an agnostic. I don't know, um, you know, you don't think you, you're an agnostic, you think that, you know about God, you can't know God, you're an atheist, you don't think there is a God. Well, I guarantee you, you have some kind of a God. And um, it could be yourself. You could make your wife your God. You can make your children or your child your God. You can make money your God. You can make the, your job your God. You can make uh, uh, a lot of things your God. You can make your church your God. You can make... Uh, so just... Um, who is your God? Think about that. And the third part of that, whose God is the Lord. That God, so my God is my Lord. That's Jesus Christ. I, as much as as I can do and as, as much as the Holy Spirit will prompt me to ask for, for guidance and, and, and for uh, forgiveness and filling of his spirit, he, Jesus Christ is my Lord. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Again, I, I do bad things. I, I said early in, in one of the first podcasts, the only difference between someone who is is a uh, someone who is a, a true has a true relationship with Jesus and someone who doesn't is one is a forgiven sinner and the other is just a sinner lost in his sins. So who is your Lord? Who is your God? And know for certain what whoever your God is. That becomes your Lord. And uh, I'm going to be starting a kind of a mini-series, just short segments, on how to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And what does one look like? I met a young man that wanted to know what that looked like, that didn't have anyone to tell him. I had the privilege of telling him. And, and sharing it, and he accepted it, and and now he has Jesus as his God and his Lord. So, anyhow, I, you know, just think about this. We're going to start a short series, maybe a verse or two, and just a little bit, just a little bit of talking like this. Not a lot, not a lot of preaching. I've been doing that a lot lately. My apologies. And um, so, uh, I, I, if you stay tuned in, you will hear in, I, I, through several pr- podcasts. You'll hear how to develop and how to know if you have a relationship with with Jesus Christ. So now we're going to move on to our Holy Handicapper Draft Weekend Updates. Well, you know, our, our update, there's a lot of things going on uh, right now. This weekend, I know a lot of you are probably drafting tonight, Saturday or Sunday. This is the highest draft weekend uh, in the in the fantasy world. Uh, I prefer to try to set my drafts up for the couple weekday evenings that uh, precede uh, the, the the actual uh, week one 
just because this Saturday there's going to be cut downs. And uh, if you drafted someone Friday uh, or Saturday morning, you might have drafted someone who doesn't even isn't even going to make the roster. First, I'm going to talk about Lamar Miller of Houston. He tore his ACL, and uh, just want to make sure you're aware of that. I know sometimes you're busy and and you just pick up a magazine on the way to a draft, or or you just start doing research the day of the draft, and some of these things slip by and. And I want to save you the embarrassment of taking Lamar Miller because he was ranked pretty high. But how does that affect the fantasy landscape? Well, Duke Johnson uh, moves up. Uh, they had traded for him. Now, instead of being a pass catcher behind him, he will now be the lead back as of right now. Now, that could change. We may have a situation where they make a trade before week one or before the end of the season, anyhow, and uh, have someone in there who's a workhorse, because we're not sure if Duke can do that. But I personally think that he is more suited for a complementary role. So uh, as a as a full-time starter, as a workhorse three-down back, I'm not quite sure about that. They tried that uh, in Cleveland, and uh, it didn't quite work out for him. I've heard a couple people say, well, he's never had the opportunity. Well, he did have the opportunity in Cleveland to take that, running back lead job and uh, just couldn't uh, do it. But with that said, I still have him ranked uh, going in the seventh round uh, as the first pick of the seventh round. So, uh, you know, I'm willing to take a a chance on him down there as possibly maybe he'll maybe he'll be more than we think he can be. Uh, The other person I wanted to talk about was Amari Cooper, who I was really high on coming up, uh, coming into this year. If you follow my rankings, you saw that I had him ranked pretty high at the beginning of the year and have cold off on him a lot. When I found out he had this plantar fasciitis, which is just a, a nuisance, um, a nuisance injury to the foot. And, um, it, it just is something that I don't see how a football player can, uh, really play effectively unless they get this solved. And I don't know if that's even real solvable. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think that's a solvable issue. I think that's something that you kind of kind of uh, struggle with uh, the rest of your life. So I won't have any many shares of Amari Cooper. I have him ranked going in the sixth round in the first pick, I think, in the sixth round. But um, his average draft position is fourth round, first pick. Uh, no, I'm sorry, fourth round, fourth pick. So he's someone I'm staying away from. But uh, with, with that said, I, uh, I'll i talk about him uh, a little bit later, uh, some of these other guys. So what I want to look at right now, moving forward, is our two holdouts, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Melvin Gordon. This is not looking pretty. The Gordon thing's starting to look uh, – I was hopeful for that. I really thought – from things I heard and read that he may be back in week one, but it's not looking promising for him either. So, uh, I am not, you know, they, they're, he's, they're both, well, anyhow, Ezekiel's going in the first round and, uh, Melvin Gordon is being drafted early in the fifth round. I have him going in the sixth round of my rankings. I don't know, um, what I'd be willing to spend on him, I guess it depend on how desperate I was at the running back position. He may come back. I think he may come back earlier than Zeke. 
Uh, he may be back between week one and three, just guessing. But I don't know. It's it's starting to look more and more like Zeke's. Like these guys have just decided that they're going to start holding out like Bell did last year. So if you take either one of these guys, draft them at your own risk. In case you don't know it yet, the person who's uh, right now, the player who is the starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys is listed as Alfred Morris. Uh, not sure, too sure how that, how long that will last. There's another young fellow named Tony Pollard there, uh, who I think is more suited to take that lead back role. So, uh, we'll see how that plays out. I don't know if, uh, if the Cowboys will be, feel real confident in giving a rookie the, uh, uh, the pigskin at the beginning of the year. So I think Alfred Morris at least is going to start the year off. So he might be a good value. And also Tony Pollard could be a good sleeper pick. And if you invest the first round pick in Zeke, you're going to have to uh, take one or two of those two guys, Alfred Morris, Tony Pollard, one if not both of them, uh, so you can uh, show up your, your first-round choice that you made. Backing up Melvin Gordon, you have Austin Eckler and uh, Justin Jackson. Uh, if you want to get uh, Eckler, he's going to cost you a little bit more. Right now, Eckler is going in the seventh round, the fifth pick. I have him ranked uh, going in the eighth round at uh, the uh, fourth pick. So I got him ranked going about a round later. Uh, but Justin Jackson, you can pick him up in the 14th round, the fourth pick. I have him ranked in the 13th round. I may even move him up. I think he's better suited to take a lead back role than Austin Eckler is. I think Eckler can do a fine job for a, for a few weeks. But I think that uh, he'll wear down and uh, uh, they'll need Jackson on that first and second down. So those are the guys that you have to look at to uh, if you want to back up, um, if you end up taking uh, Melvin Gordon somewhere in that fourth or fifth round, those are the guys you're going to have to look at. Now looking at the suspended list, we have Kareem Hunt on suspension for 10 games. Uh, so I don't think that's going to – I think Nick Chubb is going to take that job uh, and to, coin it, to, to uh to use a well-used phrase, uh, he's going to take that job and run with it. So uh, I think Chubb uh, will have that job cemented before Hunt comes back in the uh, after the 10th game. And even after the 10th game, I imagine he'll have some rust. So I don't know how good he'll be for fantasy. Maybe in the fantasy playoffs he may be something, but I, I don't think it's worth a risk. But uh, that's totally up to you if you want to take a shot at Kareem Hunt. But I think uh, Chubb is going to have that job cemented. And uh, right now, uh, Hunt is the only person on suspension list that I can think of that's going to really impact your draft this weekend. Let's turn our attention to overvalued players. Uh, I have Le'Veon Bell at the top of that list. Uh, he's going in the first round, the eighth pick on average draft position. Um, yeah, I, you know, I have him ranked in the second round, uh, the eighth pick, but I, don't, I wouldn't even take him there. Uh, I think he's way overvalued. I don't even know if he's a value where I have him ranked at. I, I'll probably even drop him more. I probably wouldn't take him unless he dropped to me in the in the mid-fourth round, late-fourth round, maybe even the fifth round. Uh, I just think he is way overvalued this year. I've talked about that before, so I'm not going to talk more about it. Uh, Amari Cooper, also overvalued. Uh, we've talked about, uh, you know, his injury. So, uh, but he's still gone in the four as in, in average draft position is fourth round, fourth pick. I have him in the sixth round, first pick, but, um, that's even too early for me. And that's another guy I'm going to stay away from. Uh, Zeke Elliott, uh, to me is a very overvalued pick. He's going in the first round, fourth pick. Well, 
uh, wow, that is way too early and too rich for my, I don't know when I'd take him. I guess I need to really figure that out because, uh, uh, you know, if he drops, I don't think he's going to drop too far, but I would possibly take him somewhere. Uh, I have him right now moved down to the sixth round, uh, the eighth pick down there. I might take him. Uh, the other next guy will be Melvin Gordon. Uh, he is being drafted. Average draft position is fifth round first pick. Uh, that's, again, a little too rich for my blood unless I'm really desperate. Uh, and I'm planning for both of those guys, Zeke or uh, Gordon, to uh, take their backups uh, with my last couple picks so I um, have some insurance of those picks that I'm wasting. But uh, I have him going in uh, – Sixth round, ninth pick. His average draft position is fifth round, first pick. Uh, next overvalued player I have is Austin Eckler. He is going average draft position, seventh round, fifth pick. I have him in the Holy Handicapper rankings at seventh round or eighth round, fourth pick. So I have him going about a round later. Uh, so, I, you know, um, I, I he's not bad there. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I would. Maybe take a shot at him. I kind of like Justin Jackson better. Uh, coming into the season, Justin Jackson was one of my sleepers. I liked him. Uh, it doesn't seem, unfortunately, like the Chargers like him that much. I think he has talent. I think he could be a lead back. Uh, and I'd like to see him, them give him a chance. But I don't think they're going to. The coaching staff doesn't like Justin Jackson as much as I like Justin Jackson. So uh, what I, how I like him really doesn't matter unless they, unless he... Justin Jackson proves that he needs to be a starter. My next overdrafted uh, or overvalued is Philip Lindsay. They aren't. Um, they really uh, seem to like Royce Freeman there. They're giving him every opportunity to try to take that job, but he hasn't quite seized the opportunity yet. So we'll just see how that plays out. But I don't like uh, Philip Lindsay at his average draft position, which is five uh, fifth round tenth pick. I have him going. Way down in the ninth round, so I'll never get him, I guess. So uh, the last player I have on my overvalue list is Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is being drafted in ninth round, ninth pick. I have him going in the thirteenth round, uh, the first pick. So I probably won't have much of Eric Ebron uh, I, in in the small sample size we have with Brissett. Uh, and I know Ebron wasn't there, but he really liked him some Jack Doyle. So uh, I think Jack Doyle is going to really share that target share with uh, Eric Ebron there. And and, uh, and I still have T.Y. Hilton there. So uh, there is uh, – I, I think Ebron is going to have a rough go of it compared to what he had last year. Now I'll give you my <clears throat> undervalued players. The players in my holy handicap rankings that I have – much higher than the average draft position of where they're going. The first one I have is Darius Geis. His average draft position is eight, eighth round, seventh pick. And I just checked my live fantasy football nerd average draft position ranking. And now he has moved up to six, six, but I'm willing to take him early in the third round. I got him ranked third round, second pick. My next player that, uh, is undervalued would be, um, what do we got? I can't see these. Duke Johnson was one. I, I have him around earlier, almost around and a half earlier than his average draft position. Um, Kenyon Drake, uh, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, they say he's out of his boot, and I forgot to mention him in injuries. He had a, a boot on uh, during training camp, a lot of training camp. He got his boot off uh, just three days ago, the 26th of August. 
so uh, I like him. I liked him as a breakout player. I'm not sure where to take him. I probably would take him in at seventh round. He's gone in the ninth round, fifth pick. I'd probably take him still in the seventh. I also like D.D. Westbrook, wide receiver, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, his average draft position is nine, ninth round, first pick. I have him ranked in the seventh round, the uh, fourth pick. Uh, Christian Kirk's another one. He's ranked in the ninth round, second pick. I Again, I have him ranked in the seventh round in the fifth pick. Um, Sterling Shepard is another one. Uh, he's ranked average draft position, tenth round, sixth pick. I have him ranked in the eighth round, eighth pick. So about a, about a round earlier. Corey Davis, I have him going three rounds earlier. I have him going in the ninth round where his average draft position is in the twelfth round, second pick. Uh, the next person I have up here is Michael Gallup. This is a guy that I'm willing to hang my hat on. I really like him. Uh, he's really showed a lot this preseason. He showed he, he was uh, he was progressing last year. I, I like his potential, and I'm willing to hang my hat on him. I think he's going to have a good season with Amari Cooper and that plantar fasciitis. And, you know, it's funny because the next guy coming up here I have is Dak Prescott. I think Dak's going to have a, a good season. Amari Cooper can play at all. That would be a bonus. But I think that uh, he is he is set to have a, a, a very good season this year. He has a safety blanket back in Witten. He's got Gallup who's stepping up. Uh, he's got uh, he's got Pollard that can catch out of the backfield. So I think he's poised for a good year. But we really it really would help him a lot if, if Amari can stay if Amari Cooper can stay healthy. That could have a monster year. If not, he may just have an average year. Uh, the next up, I have. Um, Walker, Delaney Walker from, uh, tight end from Tennessee. He is going in the 13th round, 10th pick. I have him in the 11th round. Uh, I like Walker as, as a tight end. You can take later. Just don't worry about the position. Take this guy later. Next up, I have LaShawn McCoy. Uh, he's been average draft position is 12th round, third pick. I have him at, uh, the, um, 11th round, fifth pick. So I like, uh, McCoy. I think he still has a little gas left in the tank and has something to prove. Um, the next guy that I really like a lot, kind of like I'd like Michael Gallup, is uh, Kenny Stills. He's a guy that uh, everyone's writing off. You got Fitzpatrick there that can throw missiles a long ways, and Kenny Stills can run under those. I think as long as Fitzpatrick's a starter, Kenny Stills has a lot of potential. Uh, with Rosen in there, I'm not sure. I guess eventually they'll go to Rosen, but Stills is someone you can get very late that uh, can really do a lot for you in, in the beginning of the season. Uh, so that basically wraps up my draft weekend update. So, um, you know, I just want to encourage you uh, to follow me, uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Holy Handicapper. That's H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R. And again, for those who are not involved in social media, you can call and leave us a message at 770 Four zero seven five, and you can also text me at that same number. So uh, you can reach us also on our our uh, web page. It's faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. No spaces, no dashes. So uh, that is our website, and uh, a lot of our content is on there. So that wraps up another edition of the Holy Handicapper Podcast. It's been a blessing and a privilege to spend this time with you. So. Keep loving your Heavenly Father, keep loving your family, and keep playing fantasy football. God bless you. And remember, one cross plus three nails equals forgiven. Thank you, Jesus.